0: What have you said to me recently? Recently.
1: The boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you
0: that I am a boat. rocker. rock. And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sunslibertymedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel to Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty and also Sons of In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and uh, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, this right, and see the face that's made for radio, head over sons to Sons of Liberty dot com, right side of the page there, and uh, just click on the play button and you'll be live. Then look in the bottom right hand corner, it'll say Rumble. Click on that; it'll take you over to where we got our friends in the chat. We're also on a number of other video platforms: um, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. We're on Twitch at Setting Rush Fires. Of course, Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And then, if you've got a Roku device, we're on Roku on Cutting Edge TV. There at six in the morning Eastern, and then three PM Eastern in the afternoon. Speaking of three PM Eastern in the afternoon. Bradley's show from yesterday is on the left side of the page. If you want to watch that, it's up until 3 p.m. And then he'll become – no, 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 wait a minute. He sent me a message last night. Uh, Yeah, you get me in the afternoon. (laughs) Today. You're going to get me in the afternoon. So I've got to come up with a show between now and then amidst all the other things I'm doing uh, because he'll be in doing the radio – or not the radio, the television show there with Alan Keyes. So be sure and check that out. Uh, now, if you'd like to support us in the efforts that we have, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Remember, we we do what we do, whether it's Internet, uh, radio, or out there among the people giving our Christian constitutional heritage because of what you help to provide for us to do that. Um, we don't get rich doing it, that's for sure, uh, but it does sustain our family. So every one of you who prays for us, who contributes any of that, we do it because of what—I mean, it's in our heart to do it, don't get me wrong— but we're able to do it because you provide the abilities to do that. So that's there at com. Also, you can partner with us as a monthly uh, supporter, Sons of Liberty media.com. And uh, I didn't open this up, but going to show it to you anyway. And uh, we'll open up both of these just for a video audience. <clears throat> this week, we're highlighting Bradley's Testimonial, which is a comic book. And uh, this was done by... And I don't know why the picture doesn't want to come up the uh, first time. There it goes. Uh, this was illustrated by former DC Comics artist Danny Boulinati. And you haven't seen it. This is good stuff. This is not this cheap little, you know, comic book stuff. This is thick, hard paper, okay? It's quality. Uh, when Bradley does something, he doesn't want it to be second rate. This is the way it is. You can get this thing for 25, or excuse me, 25% off through Saturday night at midnight if you use the promo code in the store. Comic 25. Comic in the number 25, all one word. You get 25% off. It's normally a $12 donation. And then, uh, of course, we have the new shirts, Dangerous Freedom. This has uh, Thomas Jefferson. The artwork is great on this. It really is great. And uh, I prefer Dangerous Freedom over Peaceful Slavery. These are available now, 20 bucks. And, yes, we do have long sleeves coming. Again, waiting on the uh, artwork to come over so I can add those in the store. Uh, they're probably going to be a little bit more pricey, obviously, because they have more material. Uh, but be sure to check those out in the store. The short sleeves are available now. So some of you have already jumped into that, and you're more than welcome to, to do more. Let me hit a couple of topics here before we uh, bring on our guest this morning. And these are at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Shark attack. The warning signs were ignored. Now, this is Bradley's article from yesterday. Um any of you guys saw the video of the young man, the you know diving instructor, a guy who spent his life in the oceans um, somebody captured his death at a great white you know at the jaws of a great white if you will. Um, very disturbing but also very sobering. Uh, I showed my older boys, not my younger ones obviously and my girls, but I showed my older boys I said, this is how fast your life can be gone just like that. Because young people think they're invincible, right? So I always remind them, you know, make sure that things are right between you and the Lord, because you can be gone like that. And, um, and Bradley points out, there were warning signs all up and down the beach, and this guy just ignored them to go swim out there. And he lost his life as a result of it. And there's really spiritual implications as well as, obviously, the physical, uh, the, the natural things that are the implications that are there as well. Also, suncelebritymedia.com Virginia Public School, to use pre-crime thought police program to deter off-campus social media hate speech by students. You know what? Um, how about you guys just quit infringing on the teacher's, principals, and staff's right to keep and carry, to keep and bear arms? That's the law. How about you quit doing that? And how about you parents? Quit sending your kids to the state indoctrination centers that you call public schools. How about that? How about some real solution? Okay. Also, Sons of Liberty Media.com. Almost 500 people busted in California during the pre superb owl, that's what I call it. You, you guys know what I'm referring to, right? The Bohemian Grove, the owl, the big owl they worship out there. The Super Bowl human trafficking sting operation. Okay, so almost 500 people busted in that. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, highly decorated dare cop admits to running enormous child porn ring that abused toddlers. This is, this is going rampant throughout, quote-unquote, government law enforcement. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is because we have had daily cops busted for being in child porn rings, human trafficking, and the like. I watched a video last night from our friend Brian Young of High Impact Flicks, and he was going over a DHS TSA bomb squad guy down in Florida who had approached a what he thought was a 15-year-old online to use him for sex. And it was really a guy from Florida who was going after pedophiles, and he confronted him. And all this guy could think of was his job. That's all he could. And when they called his boss, his boss said, tell this guy to F off and call the cops. But his boss wasn't even, his boss was not even interested in the seriousness of the matter that this guy had solicited what he thought was a 15-year-old boy for sex. This is in Florida. This is Ron DeSantis. You know what I told you about Ron DeSantis? He's not what he says he is, and I know that from personal experience with his uh, criminal Lee County Sheriff Carmine Mercino down there. We had the documents on that guy that he was violating the law, and DeSantis, FDLE, and the like. The rest of them, uh, Ashley Moody, the attorney, none of those guys do their job. They're puppets. Just like all these other politicians, if you're looking for them to save you, they're not gonna do it. All right, real quickly, wife claims cover up as judge rules John McAfee died by suicide, yeah right, and still holds the body after eight months. They haven't even buried the guy. But they're claiming it's suicide. You talking about crooked. This is the this is what we're living in. And then this these last three are more to our topic. Again, the RCMP Nazis show their true colors in text on video of mounted cops trampling protesters with horses. That's awesome. That was just one of them. I mean, these guys are criminals. You can't trust any of these dudley Do rights up there, I'm telling you. And then, more Canadian government data, almost 70% of COVID deaths were among the quote-unquote vaccinated, those who got the shot, Okay. And then this is the lady who was trampled. I'm just going to play this real quickly. It's four seconds. She's got a message for the people of the world. Not just for Canada, for the people of the world. I hope that I... uh, I'm going to have to probably drag the volume up here. Let's see what we can do. Hold the line, people. Hear her message? Hold the
1: line, people.
0: Hold the line, people. Hold the line, people. This is a woman who was trampled by the dudley do rights up there in in canada and i say that with disdain for them it's disgraceful it's shameful what they did again they remind me of a bloody what's his name ah the the british dragoon who did that in the states here uh, during the war for independence Same kind of mentality. We're above the law. We can trample on you. We can kill you. We can drag you off to the gulag or whatever we want to do. And we're going to be rewarded for it. Let me tell you something, guys. You, along with Justin Trudeau, along with your conservative counterparts who are letting this take place, the liberals, whatever they are on the other side uh, in the parliament, it's going to come to your front door. And it's going to come to your front door because your cruelties are swelling the ranks of the people in Canada. The more you push them out, the more people join with them. And there are a lot more of them than there are you. And when you get taken to the streets like the guys did in Kazakhstan, and you get the pumpkin beat out of you, some of you get killed, don't look for mercy from the people because you've been pushing the tyranny on them. Don't look for any mercy. I'm just giving you a warning. You know, when evil comes in like a flood, the Bible says the Lord raises up a standard against it, and he's raising it up. He is raising it up. Now, with that said, we've got a very special guest online this morning, uh, Kristen Nagel. She is with Canadian Frontline Nurses. Uh, Nurse Kristen has been a nurse for 14 years, primarily in the neonatal intensive care unit with previous experience in pediatrics. Uh, When Kristen's first son was born, she realized the importance of uh, food, would have in creating the foundation for his growth and development and enrollment at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. This is stuff that Kate talks about every Saturday when she says today's food is tomorrow's cells." right? Uh, as a holistic nutritionist, Kristen is able to understand both conventional medicine as well as a more holistic approach that incorporates the mind, body, and spirit to uncover the root cause of illness. It was through this education that Kristen was able to have a deeper understanding of true health and well-being and the immune system. This led to further research into... Man, she's going to probably have to help me with this word. Can you help me with that word, Kristen? Mm -hmm. I think it must be the iotrogenic disease. Thank you. Iotrogenic disease. Thank you very much. Vaccine, I don't want to mess that up because the last time I tried it on my own, uh, yeah, we have a joke going on about that. I'll tell you about it later. Um, So they have that vaccines and pharmaceutical propaganda. Kristen is a member of Vaccine Choice Canada believes in medical transparency and informed consent, which is currently lacking in the healthcare system. Uh, she has witnessed unethical measures as a neonatal nurse, which has empowered her to speak up and advocate for the babies that do not yet have a voice. Her first speaking debut was at the local city hall just weeks ago regarding masks on school children. This led to her speaking at other freedom rallies, eventually organizing her own successful freedom march in her uh, hometown. Kristen is passionate about children's health and empowering families to trust their bodies and immune systems to support and not suppress symptoms and to live a more natural life in harmony with the earth and with full body sovereignty. And with that, it's my pleasure to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Kristen Nagel. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, that really needs to be updated. That's like <laughs>
0: two years old now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. We we get the gist of who you are and what you're about. And it seems like you are a woman of conscience that you do want the truth out so that you can, so that one, your, your patients can be well-informed or as informed as they can be. And so that you can treat them properly instead of, uh, you know, slapping a band aid on a gaping wound. At least that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's do this, Kristen. Tell us a little bit about yourself beyond the, the bio, and then we'll get into the meat of the matter here.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess where it all kind of started for me, I know that said, um, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, but a couple weeks ago would have been September 2020. Um, I started speaking out about the mask mandates on children, um, which allowed more parents to feel that they could trust me, reach out to me with their stories. And their stories were absolutely heartbreaking. Um, just children wanting to die. They're not feeling that their lives were worthy any anymore. Um, just hating their lives. Six-year-olds taking, you know, parents' credit cards and pretending to cut themselves. And um, so I knew I needed to continue to speak out m- more. Um, I knew right from the beginning that this was not a real pandemic. That this was just a Trojan horse to bring in all the stuff that we're seeing now. So I had been um, quite vocal um, right from um, the start of all this. I say December 2019 when they started talking about it in Wuhan, um, but. But But it was um, November 2020. I held a Freedom Rally in my hometown, and the media picked up all over it. They blasted where I worked, what unit, and uh, said that I was endangering premature babies and that I was a, a, um, you know, a reckless and and dangerous nurse um, putting their lives at risk. Um, So I had already been suspended from work around that time because colleagues had bullied me out knowing that I was not wearing a mask outside of my um, workplace because um, they don't work. They don't stop transmission, we know. Um, and so I, I, I refused to wear practice in that um, um, submission outside of the workplace. So I got bullied out of um, um, work um, due to my colleagues, was suspended, hosted a freedom rally. That Freedom Rally got me um, suspended indefinitely, um, placed under investigation by the College of Nurses of Ontario, my regulatory body. And um, and then from there, though, I found another nurse that was speaking out in Toronto, and her and I joined forces. Instead of giving up, we actually went to um, Washington, D.C., January 6th, to speak on a health and freedom stage with four other American nurses. So there were six of us. And we just spoke about all the concerns we were all seeing from, you know, East Coast, West Coast, and all different areas of, of um, uh, the workplace in different units. And uh, on our return home, um, me and my my colleague um, from Toronto, um, we were deemed domestic terrorists. Um, we had the RCMP, which is equivalent to your FBI, show up at our doorstep, and they wanted to know our involvement in the, the storming of the Capitol, the riding of the Capitol. So um, we were terminated immediately from our, our jobs. And um, defamed internationally and uh, that's kind of what started our whole journey. We could have stopped then but um, we knew the corruption was so deep that we had to keep going. So we formed Canadian Frontline Nurses and we have been advocating ever since through traveling across the country, speaking, um, hosting different types of um, protests. Um, we have several lawsuits in place. And then now here we are in, in Ottawa is our most recent for, for me. Um, I've been quite heavily involved in the last three weeks. Um, and I, I spent um, the last um, two days, Friday and Saturday, like on the front lines of um um, when the the police came in to brutally attack us and and get us out of
0: there yeah and just and just so people understand this is very you you're facing something very similar to what Kate had, um, and Kate was the one who ref you know referred you over mm-hmm. and in God's providence we were trying to get Kristen on last week, but I'm glad that that in that providence we have her on now in the aftermath of what went on because what we saw with those guys was just I, I mean it was tyrannical. And I don't see how people don't see it. I don't see how there are anybody who supports uh, a guy who will take a knee for Black Lives Matter that we're destroying the city and say, I'm against police brutality, and then command it. And people don't see the hypocrisy there. Um, You know, you were talking about some of these babies. And since you worked in neonatal, I'm kind of wondering if you can speak to this. Uh, We've had several stories out a doctor 100% of all reported outcomes of injected mothers lost their babies there was like 200 and something of them but the ones they followed all the way through every one of these pregnant mothers who got these covid shots lost their children uh, the new england journal of medicine 82% of pregnant women vaccinated on the first or second tri- in the first or second trimester suffer spontaneous abortions they lost their children we had uh, Kate and Dr. Kevin Corbett come on. This is in April of 2021. See that? This is not like here recently. This is in April, and we've been saying it for, uh, you know, well over a year and a half. They have said it's a killer. Child and pregnancy uh, experimental injections, they, they kill children. And, you know, Kate has pointed out to us that when they were testing these things, they always kept any kind of experiments away from pregnant women. That was a primary thing in children. Uh, it was voluntary. Now they've put the experiment out to people. They've promoted it here in the States as though, oh, we have an approved shot now, which isn't even on the market, and it's only from one company that they've got an approved uh, application. So now they've deceived the public into thinking, oh, this is all, pr-. not that that means anything anymore because the FDA is just as corrupt as Big Pharma. Is this what you you saw as a um, a, a neonatal Nurse, were you seeing any of this with the children and with the, the mothers as far as any of them taking these mRNA shots?
1: Um, I was already out of work by the time that they had implemented this and pushed this on the mother, so I can't speak from my own personal experience, but we do have several Canadian doctors that have been speaking out about this, such as Dr. Daniel Nagasi. You know, he was speaking out what they were seeing in BC, British Columbia, as well as um, Waterloo, Ontario, um, and the amount of stillbirths that they had seen and reported. Um, But I can speak that if we're starting to question um, these injections and seeing the harms, I think it's important to look at all of them. So as a neonatal nurse, what I can speak on is the harms I did see um, from, you know, the regular childhood immunizations. So, I mean, we take care of 23 week old babies and on 60 days of life is supposed to be their first um, um Immunizations, 60 days of life. They're not even a full-term baby yet. That's very different than a full-term baby turning, you know, two months old. Um, So this 23-week-old baby at the 60 days of life getting their first immunizations, I would see them be, you know, breathing, growing, getting ready to, you know, go home, get these shots, and go back onto intensive breathing support. And then, you know, you start piecing together all these other things that you're seeing and you start questioning and you're just, again, pushed aside and, um, you know, just ignored. You're not allowed to ask questions. And there's never been informed consent that is given to parents about any of these risks again it's 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 the same thing across the board safe and effective safe and effective and my time spent in pediatrics working with kids um, the amount of guillain barre that i saw is is crazy and they just you know covered up as well it's just something that just happens and there's no questions asked. And I think that should be a massive red flag that any other drug, any other treatment, if this were to happen, we would question it and pull it from the market. But with with immunizations, vaccines, we just we cannot ask questions and we're just meant to submit to them.
0: Yeah. And, and the issue is, is this is not really one. It's not a it's not technically a vaccine. Uh, it's not no, defined it's not as not. a, it's
1: a gene therapy. It's, it's a idea. what?
0: Gene therapy. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh Kate has said it meets the de- medical definition. and We pulled it up. I had an article on that. Of uh, it meets the medical definition of a medical device. Uh, and we've got uh, Suzanne Hamner, who's in our chat. She's a, she's an RN out of uh, Georgia, and she said the same thing. She was the one kind of pointing me in some of this direction as to what it was. And so that's why we referred to it as a shot. Now, is it yes. your would it be would it be safe to say that your opinion is is the government is basically forcing people into the gas chambers, so to speak, to use World War II kind of terminology, forcing people into the gas chambers with these mandates, and this is why a lot of these truckers stood up. I mean, a lot of them will say, well, we're not anti-vax. And I think a lot of them are not anti-vax because they don't know the science behind it and what's actually going on. If they were, they'd probably say, yeah, I'm against putting that crap in my body anyway. But would you say that it's because there's some ignorance that they're they're just simply saying, look, we don't believe we ought to be forced to take and put anything in our body. Is that the sentiment that you get around some of the protesters that you were with here recently?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because there was many there that would admit, you know, look, we got the injection, we got it, um, um, but we're, we're not for, you know, force and coercing people into getting it and, you know, taking away their livelihood, their jobs. Like, um it just you know removing them basically from society creating this two-tiered sacred society and they're like no this is this is not canada this is not what we should be doing you know there's we're going to stand with our our brothers and sisters that you know are going to lose their jobs if we are going to stand up for for our rights because it's absurd to think that we're going to get forced into putting something into our body that will potentially harm us if not be fatal um, so I think, I think around the messaging too, a lot of people are trying to get away from, we're not anti-vax. Um, we're just, you know, um, trying to be, you know, pro, um, choice or pro, you know, our, our rights and freedoms because the labeling has been so harsh and that's what they've tried to do, um, to us throughout all of this, right? Like that's all they have is the labels, the anti-this, the anti-this, yep. and they just keep attacking us with hate. So I think they were just trying to be like, we're not, we just want the right to choose, which is which is true. um, But I think we do need to come at it and be like, no, like what they're doing to us is um, trying to to kill us. And it has been the amount of deaths and injury is um, astronomical. Yeah. I,
0: I I don't, and and, you know, I never followed VAERS and stuff like that. My wife and I have 10, 10 children. Um, I I think it was our first two that we actually had vaccinations for. And then we began to discover what was going on and we're like, Oh no, you know, and they've turned out. Okay. Uh, but I know later in life, like myself, I developed allergies after I was 20. Um, and mm-hmm. I've been told that is that is a, a adverse effect of shots. And these are the ones that are the old style, you know, where they throw in some chicken embryos, and they throw in all this other stuff and, you know, kind of blend it up and toss it in your body. Um, now, this stuff that's going on now is not that at all. We've seen parasites. We've seen hydrogels. We've seen uh, graphene oxide. All of these things that should not be in the human body at all. Uh, that you would never drink, but you'll say, "Hey, yeah, just give me that stick because I'm scared of getting the convicts." I don't, I don't understand anything about that, but I do understand this. The Bible tells us that for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Now everybody on the show knows sorceries is the word we get. Uh, it's the word Greek word pharmakia. It's where we get the word pharmacy. And this is how the people are being deceived. Instead of trusting in God, Psalm ninety-one, the people will trust in man. And like the woman who had the issue of blood for many years, who spent all that she had on the doctors, who didn't help to bring her healing, she saw the only person who could heal her was the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I see the same thing happening. They're pushing this. Now, Kristen, let me ask you this. When you're up there, for what little bit that you see in that um, that goes on in the medical community— Are you seeing informed consent being given to the people at all? No,
1: no, not, not when it comes to things like this. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, In fact, um, you can't even really talk about it. Like you, Oh, I I'd want to tell like my, my parents, um, you know, of of these babies um, the the risks and and let them know. um, And it's, it's not allowed. So even before this whole, um, you know, nonsense of, you know, 2020 or whatever it was started, Um, I was speaking out about childhood immunizations and natural health. And I was in trouble with my college of, of nurses, um, almost four years ago now, um, for trying to bring awareness and informed consent to the parents, because they don't know as a parent, you just want to do the the best that you, that you can, you want to, you, you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're protecting them. You follow what the doctors say, you follow, you know, what, you know, you think is right. And, uh, you do that, you know, trusting you're doing the right thing. But I think if parents knew, like, and had all the information right in front of them, um, it'd be a very different story. But it's being it's being hidden from them. They're not allowed to know.
0: In your country, is that a violation of law?
1: Um, I'm sure it's something in there, but you know, okay. with all the other other things, there's many loopholes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that
1: they seem to cover up. Yeah.
0: Okay, I, I'm just wondering if there are if there are parents that you know who may have had an injured child or a, God forbid they even lost their child who have sought out legal advice as to some repercussions there. I know I know here in the states the lawsuits are beginning to pile up. They really are. That, that's not being reported, but they are beginning to pile up uh, from among employees who are rejecting the mandates uh, to people who've been uh, injured by this thing to uh, you know, people who've lost their jobs, uh, whether in the medical community or other, who are bringing those lawsuits for what's going on. But this informed consent is a is a really big deal because all these protections were put in place after World War II in the Nuremberg Code. And, God, you know, I, I hate international law. I just – I don't like that. I think we ought to be sovereigns in that. I think it sets us up. And I think a lot of what we're seeing in Canada and even London is setting the people up – to say our government is so corrupt, we've got to get rid of it, and guess who's going to be the solution? This is the Hegelian dialectic, the people who landed in uh, North Bay up there in Canada, the U.N. That's where they're going to point to. They're going to say the U.N. has to solve this. They are more corrupt than our government is, folks. I just want to warn everybody that that's the case. That's why our governments need to pull out of the U.N. The U.S. needs to kick the U.N. off the U.S. soil, and it's only going to happen if the people uh, rise up and say, we're not going to have any of that. So with that said... You're out at the at some of the protests. what are you hearing among the people? There's truckers there's just everyday Canadians there and truckers are everyday everyday Canadians, but they're just you know just regular people out there. I saw the videos. One guy had his son going down the street picking up trash every day. Some of them were scooping off you know shoveling off the snow off the road because they didn't have obviously uh they couldn't get the uh, the, the vehicles through there to clean it off. They're cleaning it off themselves. no cost to the taxpayer. Um, they're out there feeding the homeless, they're feeding people who aren't homeless who are there, cooking pizzas out on the side of the road. I mean, if if there is a picture of showing love to your neighbor, to me, that was that was part of it, of what we were seeing there in, in Ottawa, on the streets of Ottawa there. And you've left your hometown, you're there for these protests, or you've been there for that. What's, what's your take on what you've seen out there in the midst of the protests?
1: It's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed and been a part of Um, the, the feeling is completely indescribable. I've never been surrounded by that much love um, and fellowship and just um, compassion it was, it's how we're meant to live with one another, you know, despite differences, you know, our uniqueness and just fully embracing one another for who we are as, as humans and fellow Canadians. It was, you know, we had an East versus West uh, hockey game going on every day for the unity cup, you know, we got street hockey happening. Um, We had chefs come out and just cook um, these gourmet meals, like out on um, the the streets, Um, people coming, you know, um, feeding, you Know, um, the the truckers, the people, you know, they're there from you know all day, um, every day, just making sure people were fed and warm. Um, the children that came out, you know, there's bouncy castles and hot chocolate, and it's the first time children had really smiled and been able to be themselves in the last two years. Um, the just the joy in their faces, being able to connect with other other kids, um, seeing everyone, the embracing, like the hugs, the it, the joy that was there is absolutely indescribable. And there was actually so much acts of faith taking place as well. Um, you know, people were meeting to sing every day at 11 a.m. There was worship services taking place. There was um, many different, um, you know, um, faith faith groups there but they all came together as, as one under you know the same thing knowing what we're fighting for we got to learn from one another um we did the jericho march around parliament so we marched around for six days on the seventh day we did it seven times and blew the horns amen and that was like it brought everyone to tears this dawn on, on the the seventh day when the horns went um you know they had the the shofars and then the the truck horns and it was the most powerful thing i'd ever witnessed um I, it, honestly, it's it's unbelievable. This is this is how we're meant to live as as humans. What happened in these past three weeks?
0: Hey man, did you happen to get to meet uh, this particular gentleman right here? Um, I think his name is Harold Jonker. I don't they know. I did meet him. Oh, you did. Okay, so we did we did a story on this where you know you guys were up there singing "A Mighty Fortress Is Our God." This was about a week mm-hmm. ago, I think. And uh, you're talking about this. I, it's kind of exciting. Because this is this is what we're looking for at the Son's liberty. We're not looking for the arm of the flesh to go in there and rip people out of office and this, that, and the other. We do want justice in it, um, and, and that's got to happen. It has to happen. It cannot be ignored. But we want to see reformation. We want to see the people turn back to the Creator. You know, you guys, I never really listened to O Canada. I, I never really listened to it. You know, I know our national anthem. Um, but I never really listened to it, and I've heard so many people singing it. We watched the ladies making all the sandwiches for the truckers, and they're in there singing this song, and I'm listening to the words of it. And the same God, who's the only God, He's the true and living God, He's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, they are giving glory to Him for the liberties that they do have in Canada, just like Americans do, just like all Western countries do, because they're a part of Christendom. They understand that the only reason we have liberty is because of Christ, and so when you're telling me these things, I'm very excited to to see and to hear that because this is what Pastor Artur Pawlowski has been saying. You know, hold the line. You know, be the instrument God uses, but don't forget God in the midst of it. Don't think you're going to do it in your own strength. So I'm thrilled. Are there any other things that are happening there that you see that are? Like this spiritual awakening that's taking place in Canada as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, there's there's a church. It's actually called the Bikers Church, um, built by bikers for bikers, and they opened their doors. This beautiful building. Um, they were feeding the truckers, anyone that was in uh, need of help. Um, you know, giving them a safe place to come, get warm. Um, you know, rest, have solitude, prayer. Um, and it, it was amazing. There's, there were several other um, places like this, but it became this safe haven for, for many. And, um, you know, I was talking to the the main pastor there and he said, you know, throughout the three weeks, many people had come in and, you know, submitted their life to, um, to Christ and, and in faith. And it was, um, I think a lot had happened throughout um, the last three weeks. Um, we had, um, yeah, just so many different types of um, groups there expressing their their faith in different backgrounds and you know God. But it, to me, it was just beautiful. You know, we all kind of came up knowing that there's a Creator, and many people that didn't have any spiritual background or any faith, um, you know, found just you, you can't deny what was happening um, during that time there. So many people have you know um, restored restored faith over the last three
0: weeks. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this too. Uh, among the people that you meet because there's people from all walks of life it isn't you know i know people got in their mind this is all truckers or this is farmers driving their tractors that that's true but there's people from all walks of life there i've seen some of the interviews some of the live feeds that people have done up there what's the sense you get of the knowledge of what is actually going on Are, do you get the sense there's a lot of people out there just don't know what's going on they're just there for the party hey there's an event here i'm going to go jump in on the event or are there people that you talk to who are just ordinary people? Maybe they're not a nurse, a doctor, uh, or any of this. They don't have any kind of medical knowledge. But they see exactly what's going on uh, with with the Trudeau administration, with the goons they're bringing in, with, you know, down here they call it the thin blue line. I am I recognize there are some good cops, at least as far as I can see them. Uh, but the whole idea of a police force is are really agents of the state now they're starting to see that mass come off no no pun intended what is your opinion of the people that you talk to on the street there in Canada in the protest how are they perceiving this are they perceiving it as a tyranny i'm i'm talking about the the mass people who are not truckers who start this convoy thing but the people who are not they come and they join in or they 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 just kind of there because man we need to be here or it's going to be a good time or there's free food what, what's your sentiment about what you you've talked with with people there
1: no every, everyone is very aware of like why they're there um i think people like you know joined in because it was this um opportunity to actually feel free And, you know, um, take that heavy weight that's been off our shoulders for the last two years and, you know, smile, hug, dance and feel like, you know, you can enjoy life again. So I think that was just, you know, uh, um, a blessing that people got to take part of. But people people knew why they were there. Um, you know, whether it came down to their, their children, um, you know, not wanting to wear the masks or being forced to have injections, not being able to play, you know, their sports that they enjoyed or being able to take part in, you know, their um, social circles as children grandchildren. Um, You know, there's um, people there just that businesses that have been affected that had to close their doors. Um, People had lost loved ones. We had a a candlelight vigil one night where people got to honor um, their lost loved ones due to this forced injection. Um, You know, and people just, you know, feeling violated, coerced. Um, many people um, submitted to getting this injection just because, you know, they just didn't know how they're going to feed their families, um, you know, and so that that forced, you know, a violation. Um, people people are there, you know, we came in, you know, we said it was like the anti, you know, or not, sorry, not anti-mandates. It was like to drop the mandates, but people knew. People knew it was it was more than that. It's about getting our lives back. It was, you know, about our future generations and that we were on the wrong path. So, um, people, people knew, um, the deeper meaning of why we're all there.
0: Okay. All right. Now, obviously you went and joined in and you had, you have a medical background. So can you give us some examples of some things that you saw before, I guess they sort of kicked you off the registry or kicked you out or whatever happened to you? Can you give us some examples of some things that you were seeing, uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, plandemic, <laughs> till, till whenever you're removed uh, from your position there, can you can you help people understand a little bit about what you saw?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, being in the NICU, obviously, I work with premature babies. I always say my patients fit in the palm of my hand, so <laughs> that's about my you know my skill set. But um, they they um, closed off an o uh, gynecology wing that was close to our um, our unit, and they closed it off for overflow of COVID patients. That wing stayed empty for for months on end, and you can imagine the amount of appointments and. Um, surgeries or you know the, um, procedures that were canceled to keep that um, wing completely empty. Um, our respiratory therapists were told that they were going to have to get transferred down into the adult ICU, um, and they're you know gearing them up for this. And they never left our unit. Um, but what I think was most heartbreaking was what I was seeing happening to the the parents. Um, having a baby in the NICU is very stressful, and only one parent was allowed at the bedside at all times in, in 24 hours, One the same parent within 24 hours. And so they're getting all this, this information from doctors, you know, they're trying to support their tiny little baby and they're taking this all in and they're not being supported and they're just sitting there alone. And sometimes they would go without seeing, you know, their own children if they had previous children at home or other loved ones. And it was very isolating, not to mention the masking that they had had to wear when holding their own baby. Mothers were told they had to, you know, wash their skin before breastfeeding their own child um is if that you know were are dirty um you know before connecting with our own baby that came out of our body um mothers had to mask during labor um if they were in the antenatal unit which is if they were um high risk um pregnancy they again they could only have one loved one in there with them so they would be in there for weeks if not months on end and they would go without seeing um you know could be children could be you know um who knows other other loved ones and uh the c-sections if if um a mother had to have a c-section um the father was not or the partner was not allowed in at the bedside with them um why what, what what's was, the issue there exactly so there'd be like at least eight or so other medical people in there but the the partner or you know the father of this baby was not allowed to be in there with you know um to, to witness the birth of their baby And if the mother was put under general anesthetic, both parents missed the birth of their their child. There was just, it just, none of it made sense to me. And what, you know, really tipped me off was in 2015 and 2018 in British Columbia and Ontario, our nurses union fought for us to not wear the masks. We would have to um, wear the mask during flu season Um, If uh, we were not um, injected with the the flu vaccine. And so we fought, we fought, we fought, and we finally won, uh, you know, in 2018 to not wear the masks they proved our unions proved that it's discriminatory, and it does not stop transmission. And here we are, all of a sudden, March 2020, fully putting the mask back on that we proved doesn't work or do anything. You know, the goggles, the whole works. And we're just back to complying to something that is um, proven to be ineffective. And I just looked around at my colleagues and I thought, how are you doing this? How are you allowing this to happen to us again when we know this this is not science-based? Like we just prove this, and now you're just back to being complicit in in what is happening here. And I was shocked that no one was really seeing this.
0: When I was a nurse, you know, and, and again, you're friends with Kate, so you know how Kate thinks. She just tells you what you think. If you don't want to hear about it, you're <laughs> going to hear about it, okay? And I like that about Kate. She's bold as a lion. Uh, it doesn't matter how much they intimidate her. The truth is the truth. I'm going to be captive to my conscience, which is. Captive to God, not that your conscience is God, but your, but God drives your drives your conscience. I believe that I, you know, I've, I've watched her grow over the past couple of years as a Christian, and I've seen her grow by leaps and bounds above people that I've known for years who haven't grown the way she has. And one of the one of the things is is this appeal to science always. Science is the study of creation. That's what it. That's what it used to be. It's been transformed into a religion now. Scientism. That's yeah. what it is now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, all of this seems to be coming down from government. In other words, your hospitals are a for-profit. Let's not make any bones about it. Your hospital administrative staff and your hospitals are a for-profit corporation. That's what they are. They're there to make money. If they got to cut your leg off, if they got to cut your heart out, a liver, a kidney, or whatever, they're willing to do that to make that money. That they, they they just are. Okay? I'm not saying you are. I'm saying or the, the doctors necessarily. I'm saying the administration of the hospital, that's how they operate. They are there to make money. No question about it. So when you get these kind of things that come down and say, oh, uh, dad's got to be out of the the, uh, room here while we're doing a cesarean. or This is why I tell people, get a midwife. It's worked for thousands of years. My wife and I had half our kids in the hospital, half our kids at home. One, it was cheaper. It was better for mom and baby because nobody's in there poking them every two hours, checking their temperature and making sure they're okay and this, that, and the other. And there's a lot of unnecessary procedures such as episiotomies you guys can look that up if you got kids or whatever or if you don't know whatever those kinds of things that are harmful to mom that are done and they get to tack on a bill for it and then mom's the one suffering for it so we have all these kinds of things do you think a lot of this is driven top down i'm talking about outside the hospital by such things as and i'm pretty sure probably canada is the way we are There's no authority for a health organization in government. Government is to punish evildoers, Romans 13. They're not there to engage themselves in science or health or any of that stuff. Do you think that's being driven outside of the medical industry by, I don't know, big pharma influence, you know, the fascist conglomeration of big pharma and government driving some of that stuff?
1: Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And if people aren't aware, the, the medical institution was created by the, the Rockefellers. Yep. So the entire thing is, you know, built on corruption, um, you know, to keep people sick and in this a system of, you know, where they can unload their petrochemicals. Um, so that's why we don't have things like you know natural health anymore. So, so there there wasn't alternative medicine. There was just medicine that was provided by God. He has given us everything that we need. Everything Amen. we need is surrounded by us in abundance, and um, we have completely al- al- adulterated it because of money and greed and wealth. And so the the Rockefellers came in and they said, you know, that is quackery um you know we have all this leftover petroleum they're billionaires and they're like oh we can use this to kill germs that's a whole other topic for another show um but um so they created they said in order to practice medicine you have to come to one of our institutions you know like all you know the rockefellers john hopkins all these areas and what they created was just um pumping out um pharmaceutical propaganda that's why it's only about disease and how to, um, you know, treat the symptoms. Never about root cause, never about natural solutions, never about preventive. Why in the last two years, if this is a health issue, has no one talked about anything about prevention? How to stay healthy, how to protect yourself, how to, you know, boost your immune system? Because it's never been about health. It's always been about control and how to make money, how to keep keep people sick in the system and for lifelong customers. Why are hospitals continuing to get bigger? Why do we need more beds? Why do we need bigger hospitals if we're supposed to have all this medical advancement? We shouldn't need it anymore. We should be healthy, thriving um, beings. And all we keep doing is getting sicker. And that's how they want us. They want us weak, sick, um, to maintain, to stay in victim mode so we're easier to control.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, you made mention of the fact that we call it creation-based medicine, uh, which is, you know, the, the things that God has given us in the creation in order to keep us healthy. Part of that is our diet that we eat. And, you know, I've been guilty of it. I, I confess that. This is something that I'm in the midst of repenting of because I'm 53, so it's kind of hard to teach an old dog new tricks. But, you know, hey, somebody brings the Slim jam. Um, yeah, it tastes good. I want to have that. Step into a Slim Jim stuff, you know, or, you know, you got your bag of whatever the latest thing that comes out that's processed. Yeah, it may start with real food, but then it's all the other junk they throw in there that's making it bad for you. And you made mention of this, that God's given us all of those things. That's very scriptural, folks. We've read this before. This comes from Second Peter chapter 1. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given us All things, you got that? All things that pertain unto life, that's in the natural realm. That's for for our bodies to survive, to live, and also for our spiritual, and for godliness. Okay, so he's provided it. How? How is he provided? Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and temperance patience, and patience godliness. All of this is developing our character and, uh, you know, Kristen, you're shaking your head. Yes, I, I know that you see that. All of this stuff, right, that's going on, when you're talking about what's going on in the protest, when you're talking about nurses such as yourself standing up this tyranny, standing up these lies and calling them out, this is developing your character. There's a little pushback there, like it is when you, you know, when you do a push up, when you do a pull up, when you do a, a bench press or whatever, you're strengthening yourself in that. Oppression that's coming against you and standing up to those things, and uh, and you're seeing that kind of stuff. Now, as it, can you tell people a little bit about this Canadian frontline nurses, uh, so they have an understanding of the organization you're part of.
1: Yeah, so we're proud advocates of um, medical freedom and health freedom. So we want to create a new framework that actually focuses on you know the root cause. Um, you seeing the individual as a whole, and more natural friendships. Like that's why you know I love Kate, and why you know we're connected because I know she's another natural nurse in a toxic world. Um, so we are here to create another fr- new framework, and that's what we're going to be doing. So we should be launching our new database, our directory database, um, soon in the next um, few weeks. So we—it's called Connecting Communities with Care—and we're getting all these nurses that are done with this corrupted system, and we're getting them onto a, a, a private directory where a whole uh, our whole website is going to be. Um, Um, updated. But so the the nurses are going to be on this private database where the public, you know, can access it. You know, I think it's on a donation um, level. So once they donate, they go to this private page and they find the nurse that is, you know, for their their type of care that they want their specialty. And then we can connect at a private level and um, take out the middleman and everything else. And what we want to do is bring back in-home care to have that real in-person relationship, that hands-on healing, and to provide that level of education Um, As well, Um, we want active participants in health because when you're a patient, you are a victim and you're giving over your responsibility over your body and putting it in the hands of someone else. We are not here to treat or cure. We are here to be guides and to help people on their journey to health. Um, But ultimately, it is the individual that has to be their own active participant in health. And that's the same for everything going on in life right now. Um, You know, mentioned, you know, people are still looking for a savior, whether it's the truckers or politicians or someone else. Um, You know, the only one we've already been saved. Right. We've already been saved. We've already been free. We need to exercise our rights and freedoms right now. Because otherwise, why did Jesus die for us? Um, we've, he's, the victory is already already there. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting because we have victory, and we want we're we're maintaining our rights that were you know um, sacrificed for us. So um, Canadian frontline nurses, we're creating a new framework of health. We want more in home care from birth to palliative and everything in between. Um, and we have another lawsuit. Um, we have several lawsuits in place too because we are still proud advocates. Um, we are suing um, some of our our media. Um, for defamation, as well as the Canadian Nurses Association um, for defaming all of us. And then we also are most recent, which we are going to need help with. um, I'm going to say financially, I don't like asking, but um, because we are suing our Canadian government for the uh, um, Emergency Measures Act um, and specifically, you know, seizing bank accounts and everything going on because it was just passed last night. That this is to maintain and stay. So we are suing our government and the Emergency Measure Measures Act, um, and hopefully we can continue to to fight and um, um, bring light to the corruption uh, at place.
0: Amen, amen. I you know I couldn't agree more with, with the things that you're saying. We're I loved how you said that. You know, Christ has saved us in His death on the cross, His resurrection, His ascension in, in to the Father. Uh, he is ruling and reigning, as I point out to people, First Corinthians 15. And the victory is won, but we haven't quite realized. We say it with our mouths, but we're now being put to the test that so many other of our brothers and sisters around the world have been put to is to say, okay, let's put that in the, as the old preacher said, in shoe leather. Let's see what that looks like in going to battle against the evil that's in our society to bring it into subjection to the lord jesus christ and so i like what you have to say there and this seems to be the the passion of uh canadian frontline nurses i'm glad to see that and now would you consider we got about a minute and a half here and i'm gonna let you plug canadian frontline nurses once more uh do you have or do you guys see yourself as basically i know there's some things that you have to do physically on occasion but do you see yourself more as educators for the people rather than somebody who's going to solve all their problems
1: Uh, Definitely educators. Yeah, that's what we started for was educating on all different levels. We come from many different backgrounds, um, you know, um, mental health, um, elderly, you know, uh, several of us are taking courses to become traditional birth attendants because you have to be careful about, you know, midwives have now become medwives as well, um, at least in Canada. So um, we're, you know, we're helping to become traditional birth attendants. So uh, yeah, so we're moving moving kind of in, in that direction of just education and empowering the individual or allowing educating the individual so they can be empowered in, in themselves and, and their journey.
0: Sorry, okay. I'm tired. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. Kristen, we appreciate you getting up really early. Do you want to plug the site one more time before we, we let you go?
1: Yes. Um, so it is Canadian um, It will be getting updated, but at this time it still has all the information that you need to kind of, you know, touch base with us, connect, Um, And then even donate if it speaks to your heart, if you want to help us, you know, with um, getting this website up and running, you know, helping with our legal bites and so we can continue to educate and advocate and, you know, and be on the front lines literally of this battle as I was all all weekend. So we appreciate all your support and love and um, I'm excited to watch these systems crumble. I think it's a very heavy time for many of us right now, but, you know, faith over fear and this is um, crumbling um, on purpose. It's,
0: you know, we, we need the, the people to Amen. be exposed. Kristen, hang on. Guys, we'll see you at three. Adios.